find yourself asking, what's really going on? And what, what don't they want us to know? I'm like, you know, roller skates or something. Yeah, that'll help. <laughs> that'll be my solution. Keep them on edge. Oh, do you reckon if we both had different countries and yeah. we went to war with each other, who do you think would win? Genuinely can't say that that's a bad thing because some of the people that get to the top of where they are have that. Like there's yeah. a metal band, there's alpacas. <laughs> you know, when you label yourself a victim and play the victim, you foster the game. Right. Well, should we play a little bit of catch up seas first? Yeah, let's do it. Alright. How you doing? <laughs> the most open question ever. <laughs> How you doing? That can go a long way. How you going, mate? No. Yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm it's good. been like, what, a month since we've been, done a podcast? It's been a hot minute. Jesse keeps threatening he's going to send the page dick pics if we don't get podcasts out That's more. That's why off. we're doing it today. Yeah. yeah. To yeah. Give the people what they want. Just to, just to keep him at bay. To be fair, we will post every dick pic that Jesse sends to us. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Public shaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, nah, man, I'm good. I um, What's news with me? Collecting gym equipment. Collecting gym equipment's pretty much all I've been up to. We've got an update for the people. With Bathurst. Mm. With Bathurst. Um, we're very close. Very close putting in a DA. Like, I feel like I've been saying that for ages now. But, um, yeah, shit's actually moving forward pretty well. Our stockpile of gym equipment is growing by the day. And my... Um, Hardcore grandmother that charges me cash for um <laughs> for storage. She's, she's loving it, yeah. Like she'll she'll like ring me and she's like, "Lol, it's time for me to collect." I'm like, "Grandmother, can we just set up like a direct debit? Like it'd be so much." Easier. She's like, "No cash. I'm, ca- I'm coming to get rent today." So, so yeah, she's loving it. She's making a bit of money out of storage, so that's good. Um, what man, you did a trip to Sydney last week and yeah, last Tuesday got some gym gear. Yep, that was a good haul. Yep. Um, what else have I done? I tore my bicep, which is probably a little bit less than ideal. But it's <laughs> only less. a um. Yeah, especially when you got a powerlifting comp coming up. And yeah. Like bodybuilding comp at the end of the year. Are you still going to do the? Pa- you're not doing April, are you? But you are. Uh what am I doing? I'm no, no, no. I'm going to MC the powerlifting comp in April. Right. And then I'm going to go to Tassie and compete. Oh, uh, that's right. In yeah, May the Tassie is trip. the plan. Cool. Yeah. So. No, it's um, it's not, it's not that bad of a tear to be honest. Like I can still train. It's just I've got to avoid. Like direct bicep work probably like six to eight weeks. Yeah, fair, okay. It doesn't like come off the bone or anything like that. I don't need surgery. It's all good. Yeah, so fuck. It's just one of those things. I eh? like. <laughs> I don't know. Like I feel like I've been very lucky with the amount of injuries I've had in like the ten years I've been training. So like. Yeah, I haven't. For a guy that doesn't stretch, doesn't do any like remedial fucking <laughs> shit yeah. at all. That might be what saved you though. I think sometimes yeah, I think just... yeah, I've I've found that like I, I go really quite anal and all that sort of stuff, and it does, and it, you end up just as busted, and you're like. Well, do I just not do this now? <laughs> yeah, Should I have just not bothered? It's like a waste of time. It does, yeah, no. I just let like... myself get like real tight into like a hard ball of muscle and then I won't be able to break myself. Density's key. Yes. Density's <laughs> key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I think like what, in like 10 years I've like had a torn pack, which like, that, that was probably the worst injury I've had. Mm-hmm. It was bad. it was a bit serious. And then now this, but I don't know. Like for me, this is just like, just going to back off a bit of training for a little while. Cool. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Just stockpiling gym gear, getting ready to go for Bathurst. It's pretty much my life at yep. the moment. Well, as Yourself? everyone else can tell, there is another deep, monotone voice in the room. And Mono. Will from Pine Primabolics is back. I'll throw some tone in. Well done. <laughs> <Thank, laughs> yeah. We're all tone deaf. We're not going to be singing shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm enjoying it. Mate. Thanks for having us again, guys. So, 
I've always enjoyed these. Yeah, well, the last time we had you on, it was in June. Oh, June or July, I said. said. Oh, July last year. Yeah, yeah June, so that yeah. was before, like, the whole TGA wave. I was, wasn't it? Kind of came through, because that came through in November, where we had to change everything. Yeah, yeah, no, that, well, that was. That was right. Po- just after gyms had reopened from COVID, and then just before the TGA tried to kill the industry again. Yeah. Um, so it was... Yeah, yeah, right, right in the middle of those. It was in a sweet spot where like things were reopening and people were just going gangbusters mm. supplement-wise. I think yeah, industry yeah. was like, Pff. you would have seen that at the gym too. Hey, like there was a man. The amount of people we signed up like the week post COVID was oh, insane. Hey? Been wild. Yeah, it's it's still going. I was looking at um January sales compared to last year, and I've quadrupled my sales for just from like everyone getting back into it I think the pandemic kind of kicked everyone in the ass and, and then it stayed up but like normally when there's yeah. like a new year's resolution type vibe it's got it settles down by Feb or March but this yeah. is different this is like the industry's just exploded after everyone came back and stayed exploding like people yeah. are, like everyone like like gyms, PTs supplement brands supplement stores like everyone is just going growing month on month on month and it's like just it's just hit like critical mass after they stop lockdown everyone's just yeah. it just keeps going up and just yeah like Christmas was a tiny bit quiet, but otherwise it's just come straight into January and just blown it out of the park again. Yeah. It's um yeah, it's sort of on the opposite effect. Like they quite it was really unusual. Like three month lockdown and then out of nowhere it just goes boom for like a year. <laughs> so hundred percent. What was was the TGA worse for you or the, the lockdown worse for you? Oh lockdown uh TGA from like just a, a bit of a fuckery point of view, but like TGA like but lockdown from a turnover point of view was brutal. Like that was yeah. like an eighty percent minimum to like, it it went yeah, it probably was about eighty percent. So we pretty much came to a complete crawl over yeah. for about three months there, and we but once gyms reopened in June, we sort of hit the ground running. In July, it was really starting to crank, which yeah. would have been right when we came back last year for the body. Would have been end yeah. of July. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That would have been the same for us. All of us enjoying our nice little job keeper payments. Yes, juicy, lovely. <laughs> I know. It's more than we ourselves. Hey, especially when like gyms open, we all just like started making money, and they were like, "Yeah, we're still giving you your job keeper." We're like. Oh, yeah, we need it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, you. No thanks. Yeah. You're saving us. Thank you, sir. And I was, I was like out at Cadia doing shift cover as a Sparky, mm. and um, they're all out there going, "How about this? These motherfuckers on JobKeeper, <laughs> like they get to do this while we're still out here working." I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, those guys. Dickheads. What about the guys that are on JobKeeper and out here working? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I think anyway, a lot of people who own small businesses, but that was a pay rise. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. So like, for me, that was a yeah. genuine pay rise. Yeah. Like, I was like, fuck it, I'm making back. Yeah, I, was yeah, like, I was like making the best sales I've ever made like week to week. And then the government were like, you need some money, mate. And I was like, I fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Sign me up because yeah. I am poor. <laughs> Come on. I'm like holding my hands out in front of Parliament please. House. Yeah, yeah please, sir. Like, I was like, I was like ringing my account when JobKeeper was a day later. I was like, James, where's me fucking money? What's going oh, we were, we were getting through yeah. because of the whole fortnightly thing. Hey, eh? that yeah. that roasted. But I think fortnightly pay those rough. That that hurt. Yeah. It was um, was it monthly? It was monthly. Monthly. Oh, JobKeeper monthly. It was monthly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If we were organised people, we probably could have split that down into fours. But you know. <laughs> It was nah, 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 nah. Just up it for you us. You blow your three grand in week one, and then you just, <laughs> <laughs> yep. just go out buying Raris and stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> you kill them. Three yeah. grand pay week. How much secondhand gym shit can I buy with three grand this <laughs> month? Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's, that did a lot. That, that's been a, actually it's probably been like the most you could hope to have happened in a in a near year period. Hey, since since like 
Shit, a lot's happened. There's been there has been a lot, like particularly in the fitness industry, a lot's a lot's gone down with. Yeah. Like we're very fortunate in New South Wales, but if you're a gym in Melbourne, for example, fuck man, my hell. lord, what a cluster that was, man! Everyone's seen the work that Tony Doherty's done in like trying to broadcast that that new the message that they were trying to consult with the health department and do so much actual factual based work with them, and it was just repeatedly being the first people to get shut down the yeah. last people to reopen. Uh, and the problem was the government was all the people that had no know about the industry. Oh yeah. Or well, probably didn't even have a gym membership. How many MPs do you think are doing three to five casual sessions a week? Like, <laughs> yeah. like I really don't Fuck think there's a great deal <laughs> yeah. doing um, regular regular volume but I it, it, man, it blew me away that how long those guys sustained that as well. Like, just it think like, it was like twenty eight weeks, wasn't it? I think they were locked down for it was yeah. like twenty eight weeks. Like we were locked down for eleven and a half. Yeah, so and that was a fucking long. That time. was brutal. Man, that was a long time. That was yeah, brutal. Hundred percent. A lot of people's time. mental health went down the toilet real fast when you, when you took away yeah. training. So a lot of our like coping mechanism, I think, is training. Hundred like, percent. All I was lot. doing for eleven weeks was like push ups and curls in my shed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all I was doing. Yeah, curls came back in a big way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I found I was so I limbered up so much though. I found after like a few months of not training, it was just and you know, all you could do was cardio and like hit, you know, yeah. hit or interval stuff, or whatever. Man, I, I must admit though, I felt pretty like that was the best my joints had felt in ages. Was feeling limber. We, we could actually jog. Like yeah, it was man. a, it was cool for yeah. that for a while. My yeah. knees were so grateful for COVID. Oh, like they were so grateful. For, I like, did a lot of cardio, and I got fucking pretty lean for a little while until we started our comp. Man, I'm, like, I've, I've, I fucking made a dad bod in COVID. I went to shit. Hey? <laughs> I was no good. Oh, we all reverse re- we all reverse recomped, but it was um, yeah. I, I just the, the being fit part was interesting, and just having a break because I think all three of us are the same. That's probably been since we all started training a decade ago or whatever, it's, we probably haven't had, you know, 10 weeks off gym. Like, when would that no, ever happen? No, no. never. Like, never. We, we'd have had a week off in most times. Like, even to have a full week off gym is a bit of a rarity. It's so, weird to have two days off for me. Yeah. Like, it's really weird to have two days off. Fuck, man, you should join the powerlifting guys. So that's <laughs> yeah. normal. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's sweet. And I'm like, fuck, man, I don't train four days this week. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's all, that's all you... You guys are big on that, eh? Like, you'll do... Like, yeah, usually, what, four days is a pretty standard Yeah, four days is pretty standard. Like, I might... um. Like I might do a little bit of accessory shit on a fifth. Yeah. But um that would only be to complement like hypertrophy goals of like evening out my delts or something like that. But like powerlifting training before days a week. But even though I remember like one of the best training blocks I did was four days a week and that was under Josh Lenardowitz. It was two days on one day off, so it was four days one week, five the next. Yeah. And nice. it was extremely strength based and it's one of the best like growth phases I've ever had. Yeah, Leonardo would be awesome for that. I'd love to see because he is one of the strongest bodybuilders floating around. My Unbelievable. God, hey, freak. Yeah. Is yeah. he still... Uh, has he retired though? Oh, no. He hasn't, he hasn't retired but I think he's had some massive health issues with like some... Ro- he had some rosacea and skin issues before and I think he was working that sort of... Then he had like cranial surgery as well yeah, and some crazy like a, stuff. Like a tumour in his skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not then to ha- mention, man, like before that he found fucking Dallas McCarver dead in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that on top. Like, he's had a, he's had a run, man. He's a um, fucking terrible run, eh? Had yeah. a, and then they had a kid as well recently, so, you know, kudos. But they... they How old is he? Oh, like... Early 30s, 30s maybe? Oh, okay. yeah. It's hard to tell when yeah, you're that much of a mountain, 40s is like eh? peak for a bodybuilder, like, yeah. open bodybuilder these days. Yeah, true, true, because it just takes so many like, decades when to you get think, it. Yeah, when you think about how much, like, you fucking muddy your, the waters, like, of your health for, like... <laughs> for decades. From, like, 20, which is, like, when most of us kind of, like, yep. really got into it, to, like, 40. Fuck, like, Dexter Jackson, he fucking retired at 50. Yeah, man, that was... That's yeah, insane. Was... That's fucking... That's crazy. Yeah, man, but, like, like he's a rarity. He like, is. Like, he's he needs to be taken away for genetic testing. And... Yeah, but if he died at 55, everyone would be like, well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> then, then, well, yeah, yeah. fair bump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like, Dallas McCarver was fucking sad, but, like, it was, like, a few weeks later when Rich Piano died, everyone was like, 
Yeah. A lot of them are. Like, like it was isn't healthy. It was, <laughs> like it was sad. Like yeah. fucking piano was piano was cool. It was yeah. But like like when he when he died, everyone's like, yeah, that sort of makes sense. That actually, when you like think about that, that's kind of when I noticed like the health, like the supplement yeah. industry and stuff, kind of take more of a health. Because we had, we had it did, and it seems recently in particular. Actually, sort of that that got me a bit because I did see in a very re- and a lot of like also like lower level pros and national pros and stuff. You see it all the time on like mu- like Muscle Asylum and stuff like that. You'll see posts of people who have passed away like yeah. 48, 55, 57. and you're like, wow, that's young, man. Like that is really bloody yeah. young to cro- to croak it, and it's it is an immense strain on 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 your 100%. body when you're throwing the extra. The extra boost juices and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. So mango magic <laughs> of a person. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what. One day we should do um, do that. I'm trying to get uh, the, so Bill Llewellyn, who wrote the 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 Bible on anabolics. Yeah, um, yeah. So he's like the the recognised authority on on gear in general. I'm trying to. I'm getting him on the podcast in the near future. Um, it's like. Uh, that's a really big area I think that people would benefit from is actually understanding the chemistry of how that shit works. Yeah. It's yep. so misunderstood, man. And so many people, you see young dudes jumping on, on cycles who have no idea at all what they're doing, completely altering their body's chemistry. They don't know how to... Like, you don't even know what a PCT is yet. And you're like, yeah. how do you not... How? Like, and they just, like, fluke their way through it. It's, then, it's, it's insane. Like, some of the ideas people have of shit they should put in their body. It's like, it's fucking crazy. Like it, and it's because there's just no information out there. So like, by all means, if we ever wanted to do a, do a like, I want to try and do a particular episode on that one day and just sit down and actually go to, go through what is each, how do they work in the body? How do you like? How do you sort that? Because I reckon you could like definitely sell tickets to a seminar around that sort of stuff for sure. Hundred percent. Like and I think honestly, that's like probably like a better way to go than like, everyone well, like blind leading the blind with it. all. hundred percent. Yep. Well, like you look at um, oh, what's his brand? American dude, funny guy. Um, Seth Ferozzi. Seth Ferozzi. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's yeah, open I mean, about it. Yeah, he, yeah, he's built he's built his brand on just like total like fucking transparency with it. And yeah. fuck, like there, there probably needs to be more of that. Yeah, like because otherwise you don't have any real because you can't do human studies with it in Australia or most countries. Like the only studies they have on gear were in like the when like, thanks to the Soviets, like the Russians did it for us. Uh, and so we don't really have any much human data. So you got to rely on anecdotal stuff, but. Again, the the bros that are telling you didn't know themselves when they started. One fucking hundred percent. So like, no 100%. one's actually got any authority behind it when they're saying <laughs> stuff. Like, it, it's it's yeah, it baffles me. But I I just think it's something that would be a benefit. So we might have to pencil that in for a future thing. One hundred percent. Like, and and even yeah. like you know, I know a bit about it, but nowhere near enough. You mm. know what I mean? Like, oh, like it's it's fascinating stuff. I find it very interesting. It's funny as, I, as I've sort of gotten older, I've sort of moved away from from it as much. Um, you know, like a, a, it's it's no longer really like. The culture, I don't really hang... It's in my circle less and less, but I think it's just a public public service announcement sort of to get up, you know, like mm. just, just people who are who are still running, figure out how to do it properly and, and what what it does and how each thing reacts and stuff would be cool. 100%. Yeah, but... I think one of the main fuck-ups with that is, like, people will do it without sorting their diet out, without... Yeah. Without, without fucking having any, like, fundamental understanding about training or fucking well, anything at all. Well, even a reason to do it as well. Even, yeah, a like, reason. Most that's... guys do it to be the biggest guy at the pub. That's why they fucking <laughs> Does my do fucking it. head in, yeah. eh? That's but, the worst yeah, reason. Specificity is this really great... Like, I was, I, 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 absolute fluke. I was out at... Um, out in the... One of the hometowns that I sort of used to work in, sub stores. And we had this... We had this um, guy who used to be a... Um, 
an Olympian for the Russians back back about ten years ago, and like right when the so like so like right in the and being about our age or so, he'd sort of grown up from like fifteen onwards. He was groomed by like Soviet scientists to get trained at a high level and stuff. Like this guy oh, had shit. the most insane life like you'd ever heard. Like. Yeah, like, and you hear all the Eastern Bloc training methods where they just bury people in volume and crazy stuff. This this guy had, like, gone through all that, then came over here and started working with the um, Institute of Sport over here. So he now works with the AIS scientists to sort of, fit, like, fill in the pieces between it. And he and his biggest thing was, was that the specificity. He said, I'll walk into a gym and you'll see someone training. You see, a, you know, a guy doing a bro split and he's trying to squat ass grass, for example, and he's like, wait, stop your workout. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? Like, what's, yeah. what's the goal here? So he's like, okay, so you're squatting. Cool. So we're doing, we're trying to get leg hypertrophy right now, right? Okay, cool. That's our, that's our goal. So what, what, why are you doing one back squats every week? Follow, does it, isn't tracked, isn't progressive. Yeah. And it, you know, and you're trying to get form to hit a powerlifting depth, but you know, you know, it, it like, what's the relevance right now to what you're doing in this point in time, working towards a goal. And a lot of time he said 90% of the time, they, there was no goal in the first place like you said what you know there's there's no reason yeah. for them to start on said cycle to start doing just train by feel for years and plateau frequently and not mm. and, and it really interested me because you're right if you actually asked yourself when you stop in a workout and ask yourself what's the goal of this workout yeah 100%. years of autopilot so much after 10 years of training you don't yeah, even yeah. really stop yeah. and think hey yeah. like i sure as shit don't every you don't you know you walk well, in we like, talked about that yesterday how like training wasn't like like it was always been like diet and like yeah like your hormonal like, massively yeah because you sort of got to override you got to do those things I, I think like training it's almost I view everything as downstream of hormones I suppose which is which is probably a little bit hormone centric but I, I find that like when most people are coming to me saying I want to build muscle or burn fat or do to get some sort of body composition change the first place I'm looking is you know you know how's your sleep how you know how's energy how's recovery how's yeah, and then again, looking at where where there's body fat distributed, how stubborn is that body fat? How's you know are we holding fluid? Is our how's thyroid function? How's cortisol? How's everything? And you look at that, and most time when you sort that shit out, everything happens by default. Like when you iron out someone's stresses, when you get their metabolism working again, it sort of all happens by default. So I don't usually focus too much on the um, the band aid, I suppose. Like the, like let's take cardio for example in a fat loss method versus looking at someone's thyroid function. So. If someone's in a in bodybuilding preps, they've had people in studies they've shown up to a forty seven percent decrease in BMR. So your base metabolic rate can decrease by by half. So let's take an average guy. Let's say there's a ninety kilo dude training at five ten. Say his but his basal metabolic rate might be two thousand cows, right? Now, obviously with daily calorie burn, that might be up. His maintenance true TDE might be up around the three thousand mark. If he decreases that BMR by half, that's a thousand calories a day. What's dropped TDS? off your What's TDS, sorry? total daily energy expenditure. So that's okay, sort of like probably, you've got your yeah. basement bulk rate and then you've got things that you do in a day on top of that. So your, BM, your BMR is just purely to keep you alive. So us yep. sitting here right now, just existing, keeping your brain going, keeping your organs functioning, that's that's BMR. Yep. TDE is total daily energy expenditure. So everything you do in a day on top. So just walking, fidgeting, moving, going to office, you know, plus gym, plus yep. whatever activity it is. So when you'll hear things like NEAT, non-ex- yep. uh, yeah, non-exercise stuff, so stuff that isn't necessarily training but still burns calories, so daily step count and all that sort of stuff, that all goes into TDE. So that's yep. your like bigger picture, this is what you'll do in a day. So yep. someone's maintenance calories is their TDE basically. Um, so when you look at like said example, you've got an old mate who's in a, you know, who's dieting quite harshly, they found within four weeks too that adaptation could happen, four to six weeks and see it drop that significantly. All of a sudden, his BMR goes from two thousand to like eleven, twelve hundred. So you've dropped eight, nine hundred calories out of his theoretical maintenance calories, and then he's trying to create a deficit off that, which is five hundred to thousand cows. 
So it becomes nearly impossible to budge weight without him eating like a, like an absolute fucking sparrow. Uh, so you go, oh well, cool. Like you can look at the tra- the, t- the cardio and the weights all day long, but I'm sort of of the opinion like, well, but if the chemistry doesn't allow you to do any- to, to those functions to do anything, like they they're just a calorie burning function, but the BMR is already cooked. So you're pretty much just supplanting the calories you would have had from a healthy BMR anyway. So you know, I'm sort of a, I'm not the jury's still out on it, but I'm, I'm that's that's sort of how I approach things. Yeah. So question, in that, how did they distinguish the difference between BMR decrease and neat decrease? Yeah, like, interesting. Like, like, like I've, I've I've seen plenty of I've seen plenty of people, like yeah, that's a good point. And 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 that, that's just my question. Yeah, so yeah like I've, I've seen plenty of people that, you know, when say when you're eating a maintenance calories, you feel a fucking million bucks and you. are Doing all the things you normally do. Yeah, and then you and diet that, and it stops. And then hey. you and then you diet, and then all of a sudden, like someone will wake up, they'll go to their fucking hour long cardio, then they're like, oh, I'm fucked. And they don't move the rest of the day. Like, like when I'm sitting, when I'm fucking dieting, man, like you don't move. Sitting hey. is so much more attractive than fucking standing. <laughs> hey, like it's a huge yeah. thing, dude. That, that, and that is a massive point. So you're, uh, and that's where your neat drops through the floor. So when you, and that's where it's important. You see now it's become a big thing in the industry for tr- coaches to track neat people's steps. Yeah. The idea is they're trying to keep that at a given amount. It's not so much about making sure you're walking a shit ton. It's walking the same amount all the time or moving yes. the same amount yeah. all the time because yeah. you're right, that that is a big one. So if, like, um, and I didn't look at this as much until I started tracking steps with um, with people who are coming to me and asking questions and you'd look at it and it literally would be like 6,000, 8,000, 7,000 steps sort of thing a day uh, in, in normal times and you're right, it would drop down to literally twos, threes, fours yeah. during yeah. You know, when, when, we're, when you're dieting. And again, the calories you're burning from the, walking an extra 4,000 steps a day is usually significantly higher than what you gain by being in a deficit and just doing that half-hour treadmill run. 100%. You, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, you, so yeah. you're right, there is, a, there is a big effect there. And also, as a bit of a cruel um, dog move from the body as well, it has what we call adaptive thermogenesis where the body gets more efficient at doing a given task yeah, and it start, starts be. burning less calories from a given task. Yeah. So let's pick your cardio example or hit or what have you. Your body gets more efficient at doing that task, so it burns less calories to do that task. Yeah, copy. So you've also got that. So like, um, I don't, so you've got like you, your body gets more efficient doing an exercise. So it's burning less calories doing it. So they're all they're all loops designed. Like the body has these mad feedback loops in every part of its chemistry to try and keep it alive. So yeah. if we're if we're dieting at a rapid rate and we're dropping weight, that's not ideal. If we looked at like how we evolved, like as cavemen, your body shouldn't, you don't want to be losing weight at a rapid rate. Yeah, because you know, like that's not healthy for our yeah. physiology. It's cool because we want to have abs now, but like it's it's not ideal for how how our body wants to function. So it puts in all these cool things to try and stop that. It puts in it puts in handbrakes and it'll go okay. Yeah, let's 100%. slow it. Let's slow it down. Let's let's crank the thyroid down. So let's let's get the furnace burning a bit slower. So we're burning less calories from that end. Let's make our body more efficient at doing the tasks we're doing so it burns less calories there. And then let's make us do less activity overall to bring it down. And so, you know, it sort of tries to, you know, it outsmarts us a lot of the time. Um, but, yeah, so that's, that's what I found the biggest results for people when I was, like, looking at, okay, let, let's try and pull out some of these handbrakes. And, and then that half-hour cardio plus maintaining their neat plus having the decent thyroid, it sort of all works a lot faster. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Funny you say that. Like, one thing I noticed, like, say... Um, like say if I was going to get ready for a comp in season A, right? mm. so that means like I'm going to have off season through winter, and then I'm going to start dieting around September November. 
that wind, even like in fucking cold as fuck orange winter, if I'm in calorie surplus, I'll sleep in my undies with no fucking no yep, blankets. Yep, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking furnace. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 100%. And then flip it, like when I did season B comps, so you know, bulking over summer and then cutting over winter, cutting down over winter. And constantly man, cold. I was fucking freezing. Yep. Hey. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And you can't regulate your body temperature. Is a funny feature of that as well, and out of stresses too, because what like. I guess the, the elephant in the room is also the extra lifestyle stresses on top of what we do with the diet. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a big one. When you can't maintain body temperature, it's a massive sign that your body's in a lot of stress. So you'll find like when you're in particular, like really big periods of stress and dieting is a, a good example, when you find you just can't stay warm or you, you'll be hot and then you're cold, then you need to put the window down, then you're cold. And then you like, you, be able to maintain a, a decent temp is really hard for your body because it's trying to, it does that through a, through a few ways, but that's a good sign as well. So, if you go, if you're dieting, or if you're, you know, anyone's listening that are that are in those sort of periods of high stresses or whatever, and they're finding things like this, um, are sort of jumping up. It's a really common way your body's trying to slow things down, basically, um, and preserve energy because it has to burn. The way that generates heat is typically, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. burning For, energy, burning energy, right? And so to conserve energy, it'll just drop your body temperature. It doesn't, you know, to, yeah. It's it's a, usually that's a pretty dire example though like it won't normally do that until you're in a pretty bad place so like you know like if you're you know eight weeks out or whatever then, then it'll you know and you're in the you haven't got much body fat left to sacrifice yeah. and it just goes well shit i'm just gonna have to really crank it down yeah i i notice it like li- literally one week after dropping carbs i'm i fucking feel the cold 10 times worse yeah, eh? yeah interesting interesting they, they, they're not even a it's fascinating like the most the most thermogenic one i suppose is protein as a as a, as a macronutrient um and then carbs carbs are a little bit um they're more like 12 to 15% is the effective. I guess you've got like your body has to work really hard to break certain macronutrients down and use them. So like protein, for example, takes like 30% of the of the, the thermic effect, they call it that food. Um, it, you know, it takes like 30% of it to break it down. If carbs are about 12 to 15% or so, um, but still contribute quite a lot to other cool things. Like, you, like your, your carbs send very, like insulin sends very strong signals for growth um, and also for things like your metabolism to pick up on as well. And your body's always looking for little signals from everything to decide whether it should be, you know, in, in a growth phase, whether it's being catabolic, whether it's being anabolic, whether it's rest and digest, whether it's flight or fight, all this comes from these different, you know, things it's trying to pick up on. And one of those big ones is like insulin, for example, that's, um, you know, usually in periods of abundance, usually we're, we're eating plenty, we've got, you know, we've got fuel available. So you'll find insulin switches off most of your other um, flight or fight systems. So it like switches off cortisol pretty much straight away. Um, it's also why it switches off growth hormone. If you've ever heard, don't have cars before bed, because you know, like when the old bodybuilding trick is they say it blunts your growth hormone release at bed. And that's the reason, because if your your growth hormone only kicks in when you're in periods of fasting as a basically protectant. But, um, so it's a yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting what you can do with food. But it's funny you said that when carbs drop out, you get cold. It, it could be that was fighting a lot of stress off, for example. Um, yeah. yeah right. Yeah, and then even like I find like you know I always put it down to insulin sensitivity. Like say if I'm if I've had a few low carb days, or like say if I'm in a I'm in the towards the end of dieting where it's like refeeds are starting to get popular. Yeah. So I'll go low all week, then refeed high carbs on Sunday. As yep. soon as I have that Sunday, I'm like fucking eat. I'm getting carb sweats. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm like a yeah, million 100%. degrees. Hey? You heat up heaps. Hey, yeah. it's yeah. I found that the multi day refeed thing is a really unique model too. Like there's a um. There's a cool bit of data on that. A guy called Lyle McDonald did some of the early pioneering in, in refeeds and how they how they sort of best function. They found that the best ones were several days doing to and, and the same with recently some of the early stuff, um, some stuff on diet breaks 
was really interesting. So, that, yeah. Really, really cool. So you'd have like a um, six week static calorie intake. So let's say you know you're dieting at twenty five hundred cal, say, and you're losing you know seven fifty grams a week, whatever it might be. They found that the adaptations we were just talking about um, before, when your body you know adapts to a calorie deficit, was was very much reversed when they threw in a diet break. Or basically, basically it's a week at maintenance. So essentially, it's a refeed. It's just yeah. a maintenance calorie refeed. But they could do like two weeks on, one week off, and for six weeks. And so they only spent you know, two, four weeks total in a diet out of six. And they had two weeks at maintenance and they still lost the same amount of fat as the people doing six weeks of just straight dieting. Yeah. And that shows you how powerful the, the actual like mechanisms are behind it. Like reversing those handbrakes meant they could diet for literally 30% less time and still manage to have the same result. And imagine mm. how much better you'd feel doing only dieting for two weeks than having a, a full week at maintenance you feel epic. Like mm. you train like a freak for that week. The week after, you probably still have some decent glycogen for a few days. So you, you know, you're probably almost half your prep. Your training heats better. You're feeling better. You function. Yeah, everything's functioning. Yeah. But so, yeah. So stuff like that makes sense when you're saying you're doing refeeds during a prep. Yeah. Massively helpful. But run a few days on them. That's um, that's interesting. Like, and I guess, I guess like the sort of like thing that comes to mind straight away when you say that is like the discipline of not eating like a fat fuck when you get to have that. Yeah. Maintenance week sort yeah. of thing, like it's hard. but that, that, that's a, like yeah. it's super well and good to say. It's hard, isn't but it? like if if you've like dieted strict for two weeks and then you tell someone like, oh, you can increase calories now. Yeah. Oh, it hurts. Boom. Yeah. It Refeed hurts. means like up your oats, up your fucking rice, and up shit. your sweet potato. Yeah. Up that, not go have maccas for the whole week. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. 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 That's there to clarify. And, 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 and that to critique, to be fair, as well. It's not like people don't fucking blow out when they. Try and do six weeks straight deficit. Like, oh, yeah. fuck oh, ups happen there as well. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You go, you go a little bit insane. I, I just think I, I was trying to find stuff that was, um, I think it was Lane Norton did a bit on this before you have set points in your body. And, and I guess your body's always trying to reach that set point. And it's usually a, body, a given body fat percentage or a muscle mass amount or whatever. So it's got like a place it likes to hover around. Yeah. And the more you try and fuck with that, the more you rebound usually. So if you get down, let's say you're used to being at, say, 18, 20% body fat year round, say, whatever. Like a normal sort of person walk around the street might be 20, 25% body fat for a male, say. If they're used to being there, if they've been at that sort of body fat percentage for five years, you know, for a fair while now, if we take them down in six weeks, if we drop them down to 15%, 20, you know, 20%, if we're dropping them 5%, 10% of their body weight in six weeks, then the re- the fluctuation back will be will actually cause a bit of a yo-yo effect where you rebound past where you started. Mm. So, so what I've been looking at is the longer term setup of of trying to maintain a decent physique. And it seems to be that there's a lot of, um, basically the, the more gradually you can do it and, with the le- and the less severe, the better it is adhere, the better adherence and the better long-term you can keep it. Totally agree. Because your body that. doesn't freak out as much. Totally agree. Um, which, yeah, which you see, because when you do it like super slow preps, it's heaps easier. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's not, as, it's not as fun though because you're not losing like a kilo a week and visibly yeah. seeing much. You just got to waddle on through at a quarter kilo a week. But yeah, yeah. The less stress your body's under, typically the better it. it I hundred percent agree with that. Like, like long term, slight deficit, like yeah. has like as a rule, like that. Yeah, there's psychos out there. That, like, fuck, there's plenty of psychos that prep. You know what I mean? And oh jump, yeah. Jump into a twelve week prep and and just bury themselves. But, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Just go and to like, town. And I think most people like we and we're probably in that group. Like, I, I, I probably 
almost prefer that when I'm dieting, I'm dieting. When I'm bulking, I'm bulking. You know, like I, I have problems with half-assing stuff. Like you know, being yeah. a moderate surplus Bro, or a moderate I'm deficit. Fucking useless at doing that. Because hey. like, you're I'm just absolutely oh, fucking useless. Oh great, you lost 200 grams this week. Awesome. Rinse and repeat for a year. You know, like it's, yeah. you know, like it's not appealing. It's not sexy. It might work, but it, there's also the element of like personality types come into it too. Like if you tell the a like the A type personality, the real driven person to go in and do a do a 250 cal deficit and do it for 24 weeks. You know, as opposed to hurt for six weeks man but we're going to bury you for six weeks they'll probably take the bury option um yeah, yeah. I don't know Wellesley's the prime example I'll use man like he fucking was in a fucking slight deficit for 12 months and he looks fucking amazing yeah. yeah you know he's introduced some carbs and shit back in now and like high calories yeah still yeah. looks Mickey Mouse like yeah, it man. was 12 months just nose the grindstone not nothing crazy but just like a fucking slight deficit for 12 months yeah looks good and like you know, it doesn't have the fucking huge binge eating factor, like yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I was telling Swanny the other day, like, fuck, I was like, yep, sweet, I'm gonna fucking bury myself, I'm gonna get lean, and that was a little bit before Christmas, and I think I was down to maybe, I was losing roughly 800 grams a week, solid man, sort of thing, and that's that's solid. where I was. I was like, yeah, it was like pretty consistent losing that. I was like, yeah, cool. sweet, and then I got fucking sick, like I was telling you before the pod. And I ate like a fucking fat shit for fucking four days straight. So I started dieting at 100, got down to 95, like waist was coming in, fucking feeling lean. It was, it was, everything was yep. really good. Ate like a fat shit for four days and before I went to bed on the fourth day, it was like, oh, you're 103 kilos. <laughs> you fuck. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> so. Yeah, it is funny. We, do, we tend to do it. I think we do it with everything but as well. Like I think you've got to, I think it's that, like we spoke last episode, like the, um, the personality types that do what we do is it usually lean that way anyway like in for extremes like it's sort yeah. of in for a penny in for a pound mm. a lot yeah. of times like I don't, yeah and that, that, that's what I said to people like, like I I was talking to Jack about this the other day like um you know when people I, like I fucking I, ju- I just suck at doing like every time I try and do macros yeah like, like I'm doing macros now but the rule is it's bro like it's bro macros it's not oh, I can get a fucking cream egg in and shit like that because every time like say if oh, it's yeah. say if it's 80-20 like it's 80% good and it's 20% shit it's gonna... but like the macros are bang on the money yep all of a sudden it's like okay well 70%'s good and 30% shit and yeah, then all of a sudden yeah. I'm like fuck how many Cocoa Pops can I fit in yeah. to today yeah. and then I've got to drink fucking five shakes of WPI so I don't fucking <laughs> yeah like I, I, I fucking like I'm like with dieting I'm either on or I'm off and I'm like I think and I think that, that there's a lot to be said for that eh? that is that is 100% true I didn't realise how, how true it was until I started again I got someone else to write me a meal plan because I'm like every time I do it myself I do that like yeah. you, you get to a point where you're like can I justify this or can I not and you can because you, you thought yeah. it up you put yourself in this diet you yeah, can always 100%. convince yourself like yeah, yeah you know what yeah, of course I could do that man of course I do Cocoa Pops instead of Roll Dose. Like, Fuck yeah, there's no dramas, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and you, you know, it's you know that bacon egg roll instead of a you know chicken sweet potato sort of thing, you know. And, and you, you can fit it in, but it's vastly different how your body feels on each one. Because I, I didn't I didn't realize it until I did. I've done four weeks now on like a set actual rigid meal plan with the right foods at the right times. And you just run like a well-oiled machine. Fuck it's yeah. so you feel so ten times better. You feel ten times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So different, man. It's why everyone says they grow in prep and stuff. It's just consistency. Like, I've, I tried that too. I lived for years with just on my fitness power, just tracking and eating whatever I wanted to hit the numbers. Yeah. And you'd make your protein from anything, whether it was, you know, a bag of, you know, jerky to servo or versus, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, 100%. whatever it was, didn't and matter. Sometimes you have to make it like, do, like when you're on the road and stuff. Like, I think yep. I remember maybe it was last time or I saw a story of yours where you go to Macca's and you just ask for like the eggs and chicken breast yeah, yeah. E- eggs and chicken breast did that this morning yeah 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 yeah, 
yeah, that's it. Salsa. One dollar eggs. Which you can make stuff work, but like yeah. your mindset when you're just eating clean food. Oh, Every day, man, so it's fucking better. ten times better. When it's I ten eat times shit, better. You feel like, horrible. Uh, yeah, like your eyes are hanging out of your head. You can't fucking think straight. Like you. Oh, yeah, and you, and you eat shit for the first half of the day because you're like, I can fit it in. And then yeah. like, yeah. it gets like four in the other, you're like, oh, I'm having a breath of air and a lick, <laughs> yeah. and a lick of an arm yeah. and a fucking dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then what happens then with me, right? So if I do the macros thing, so I've, like I'm fucking letting shit food in and I'm just like, oh, I'll just make up for it later. Mm. That's when I get in the habit of fucking binge eating at night. Uh, like, like I've, I've genuinely, I've genuinely never been that person before. Mm. This year, trying to diet, I've been the person like doing the macros through the day. Yeah, eat too much shit through the day, and then at the end of the day, I'm like, fuck it, nothing. I'm fucking scrounging around. Like, for me, man, like, that, and like, Lane Norton says it: the best diet is the one that works. Yeah, the one you yeah. stick to. Hey, long if, people, term. if people can do fucking loose macros, fucking all the power to you. People do keto, fucking whatever, sweet. <coughs> me, yeah. fucking strict macro, bro, is what works for me. And, and there's so I've, I hadn't realised because I, I hadn't really worked with anyone in like um, like normal people I suppose before until recently I, I sort of I'm probably running out of time to do it but I'm, I'm doing some diets for people who are just you know that I'd cross paths with that just wanted some help and so I'll just you know give them some um, give them some pointers but I had uh, for example it's within the same family actually so I've got one of the one of the sisters is a PT who trains like an absolute freak like we do like four to five weight sessions a week two to three one to two hour boxing conditioning sessions on top plus cardio like probably doing 10 15 hours plus of training and conditioning a week like just a mutant right massive massive calorie output her sister is doing is the exact opposite mother of a few the most exercise she'll fit in is maybe a jog on the weekend um you know, maybe maybe get a you know two walks in a week is a big goal. We're like, fuck yeah, let's let's get the same for that. Um, but otherwise, it's just you know, you know, normal person just trying to live normal life, right? Versus the athlete version in the same genetics, same genetic pool, all that sort of jazz. And the way that it responds, and the way that you write food for that is so different to what I'm used to, and the, and the requests are so different to what I'm used to. Because with with athletes, you just go, yeah, eat dirt for six weeks. Yes, sir. Cool. Yeah, you know, yeah, report, yeah. report back. Yeah. You know, and it's it's easy. You know, we're all used to it. Like if I was, yeah. like, I'm pretty confident if I wrote you to a meal plan and it literally was just fucking dry oats for six weeks, you'd probably still do it if it yeah. worked, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. But you don't get that with like so going back to what you said. How like we have to, sometimes out we really thrive on that. Yeah. The exact opposite applies for a lot of normal people. And I yeah. think that's where this disconnect is between what we do every day yeah. and what, what we expect of other people to be able to do when they come into this space. And like, yeah. oh, I just want to lose a few kilos and stuff. And you're like, you know, like we have we have this like preset understanding and like expectation where we're like, oh, why can't you just, here's a meal plan, just stick to it. And I'd write it. Yeah. And they'd like, you know, week one emissions would be like, oh, you know, I had wine three nights this week, went out for a burger with the kids as well. And, you know, each, you know swapped out the dinners because, you know, I want to cook, eat with my kids and stuff. Perfectly reasonable requests. Like I want to eat with my family, yeah. tonight, you know. Yeah. But it, to, to me, it's like in your head, you're like, yeah, that look, yeah. that Lyle's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that Lyle look yeah. is like, yeah, yeah, nah. <laughs> like, no, yeah. that like, wouldn't happen. Like, you that lack is, discipline. <laughs> you lack discipline. <laughs> Yeah. You rap a discipline. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah cool. Love South Park. But, um, but, but that, that's where that's where like like I I think like a lot of success gem pop people macros. I think I think that's like teach them that is the yeah get, yeah show them how to track because that's fine for most but they can get over that like the and it's so funny writing meals that are quote unquote balanced like 
where they don't really care about nutrient timing as much, where they're not like, yeah. you know, proteins, fats, and carbs don't really matter. You can write a meal plan and it's just everything is just balanced, whereas yeah. like, everything is just you can have some proteins, some carbs, and fats in one meal. Whereas normally in our setups, you know, it's always like, you know, protein, hygiene, carb, post-workout, whatever it might be. Yeah. Protein and fats by itself, not putting fats and carbs together. And like you look at the timings and it matters. These guys, it doesn't. It's just like, oh, yeah, have some rice, have some olive oil, have some chicken, have some, you know, have like, they just mix, mix everything because it doesn't matter. Like it, it's yeah. just as long as they eat the energy balance model. It's 100%. You're cool. So, but it, yeah, when, when they walk into our space, walk into our gym for the first time, they walk into our sub store or you got, yeah, you got, you always got to, that's made me think lately. Like it's made me sort of put my own ideas on it, flipped it on its head of like what, what we expect of people, you know, cause, cause we do it. Well, man, like that was like writing out like all the meals for this challenge oh, that I yeah. did and stuff. I'm like, usually like with clients and stuff in the past, it'd be your bro foods and stuff. Cause that's what gets results. Like that's what you expect of someone. If someone's like wants results, you got to fucking, you know, mm. you got to make some sacrifices. You're not going to be having fucking lasagna and fucking spaghetti bolognese every day. Mm. But like when, like writing out this shit, I'm like writing out recipes and stuff going, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> oh, no. I'm like looking at recipes. I went and bought like recipe books from fucking Kmart to get ideas and shit. And I'm <laughs> yeah, writing right. out like fucking have half a chopped chili and shit in this sort of stuff. And I'm just Because like, it's the thing, man. That's the thing. I, I, that's the thing. Cause like, it, but like at the same it. time, people are like, okay, I wanted this challenge to do this. If they came in, like, paid for the pack of the challenge, get their diets into then they'd be like, the f- fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Every and day, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, you got to appeal to the everyday person yeah, a yeah. lot, which is frustrating. Isn't that funny, the, the meal part? I actually ended up having to outsource that because I got so frustrated doing it. I, I, I got it, I hired a new business for it. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> you're, like, you're like, instead of doing, let's say, like, um, your fats meal might be, you know, three whole eggs and 200 grams chicken breast, say... But if you want to wake that into something that a normal person finds appealing, it might be you know a low fat chicken Caesar salad, you know, yeah. where you, where, you know, and you've got you've got in there and you're doing gluten free croutons, etc. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know, like fuck's sake, people. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, see, not at all today's episode. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's bullshit. Just diet harder. Yeah. Um, but no, like that's that's the sort of shit that it looks like. You know, and Moroccan chicken with you know pearl couscous and stuff, and you're just like, oh, yeah. just chicken and rice guys. But you yeah. know, you, you've got to you got to jazz it up. And I got so frustrated after writing like sixteen meal variants for, for the challenge I did with Primer I was just like I just can't do this I just need, I just need to give these I just I just need to outsource this because I'll, yeah. I'll I'll give the look that I was giving and, I, and I'll just get implode so <laughs> yeah. it's such a thing yeah like I don't know like like the, the looseness I give people with things like I, t- I tell people like and my old coach used to preach it it worked really well getting lean was like don't stress about tracking like fibrous vegetables and all that shit just like go fucking ballistic with that like all your leafy greens capsicum all that stuff he was like I know it's not like a fibrous thing but like he's like go nuts with that shit go nuts with veggies excluding um, pumpkin and potatoes and corn yeah and that was it like outside of that like free reign so I'd make these like massive like fucking kilo big stir fries at night yeah and just like put some chicken breast in it, and then that that was it. Like, so it like I, I tell people like with the stuff like that, go fucking ballistic. Use whatever fucking um, seasonings you want. Like but the thing is like yeah, if you want barbecue sauce, I'll show you how to fucking take out X amount of rice to have X amount of barbecue sauce. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, nice. Mind. Yeah, like that's a good way to spin it. Yeah, because you can fit, you can fit it in. That's that's where it's useful to know the um. Who was it? Andy Galpin? He's a he's a doctor of exercise science, and he like he's um he's been on Rogan and stuff like that, talking about this sort of stuff before. With he works with MMA fighters mainly, um and and he describes each client as being either the um the the baker versus the cook sort of thing, and he said like the baker needs to have every 
every ingredient, the exact steps on how to how to do it. Like you know, like you can't just wing a cake. Often, like you need to have the yeah. right ingredients added at the right yeah. times, all this stuff. So, yes, the clients are the bakers who need to have everything broken down, itemized, written in each time. And then you've got the cook who's just like, oh, I'm cool just to to you know just give me some loose directions. You know, like tonight we're just going to have this given food. You know, just have a you know large protein serving and some veg. Cool, go to town, yeah. and, and you know, and follow that loose structure. We see it all the time with people we try and diet. Some people are cool. We just try and make sure each meal has a protein source, um, and keep it mainly, you know, veg and some whole foods and stuff. And that might be you, you for the first few weeks. Is yeah. first few weeks every meal has to have protein. First few weeks we're trying to get in veggies with every meal, something like that. You yeah. know, versus other. But when you go further down the rabbit hole, it might be no. This person needs here's the grams, here's how to weigh it out, yeah. and everything's yeah. broken down. And I, and I think at each point, if you give though that hectic instructions to the normal person who's never done diet for, explode, their head yeah. will melt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you got to like you got to try and like really, it's like training. You can't walk someone into like German volume training week one in gym. Say yeah, you know you know you, it's always it's all progressive. It's all part of like walking over it. And it, yeah, and, and, and like, I agree. Like, like as as much as I like like for me the way my brain works if I can strip this many grams of rice this many grams works yeah I love it like yep. when, when people come in like like it's the new year's resolution model of like why everyone fucks up is because they try and do too much shit at once like mm. I, I preach like you know fucking if you're coming to the gym you want to fucking sort your life out like just sort your training out like I, like, I don't even give a fuck about your diet for a little while just let's just make training habitual yep and then and then you know fuck keep a promise say you're gonna have one good meal a day like and we just—it's amazing much that baby does, step it. it, like just baby baby step, just small incremental change. I th- I think that's what works. Yeah, no, I, I agree because it's so weird how you see people that like it seems almost mind-boggling when they'll be like they they just train but they still lose weight and they still do everything and yeah, it's quite remarkable with how that's really all people need to do for a long time to create their deficit. You know, they can they can do yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's, it, and it's remarkable. They, it's like oh, cool. Well, if you you know if you want to go burn five hundred calories from from an, you know forty five minutes an hour of walking or whether it's just gym or what have you. It is remarkable how much you can get out of that. You know, it's just different ways of doing it. There's a few ways to skin a cat. Create the calorie yeah, deficit from a structured meal plan. Create it from, you know, give an exercise output and then don't worry about food because you'll assume they'll eat within a range. Um, but I don't know. That mind fucks me, the not, the not structure of just eat intuitively. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like for me, like I, I see a lot of people fall off the wagon when they try and like they're going to eat perfect, run five times a fucking week, train six days. Like, yep. like it, it goes back to like the long-term model. Let's just can sort out one little thing at a time. Like, yep. don't, don't bite off more than you can chew. Yeah. Baby step it. And then, like, you know, when, when someone, like, has their training down pat and they're enjoying training, then they're like, all right, sweet, I want to take it to the next level. Like, how, how can I sort out my diet? Then what you can so, we'll sort out diet then. And then... Happens in business, know. eh? We were talking about this before when stagnation is death, right? But, it, you know, when you, so you get that point where, like, okay, everything's cranking along nicely, this is going good, what else can I do? What's next? Yeah. And then you'll throw something on. And you go, oh, okay, take on a task, you're uncomfortable for a while, but then you it settles down after six, 12 months. You go, okay, cool, what's next? And you, it's sort of the same thing, right? You're right, like you said, once you got one area down pat, and you're like, cool, I'm yeah. comfortable with training each day, that's a habit now, mad. Yeah, then, yeah. then, you know, then, then it's very easy to then go, oh, well, maybe I'll look at food next. What am I doing? Am I eating, you know, am I eating three times a day? You know, am I eating three times a day? Let's, let's try and do four. Okay, yeah, cool, and we'll 100%. do four. And, you know, it, so. And I see that with business in particular. When everything's haywire and everything's really fucked up, like if you're trying to launch a new gym, for example, and DAs are fucking up and you're trying to buy equipment out of cash flow from one gym to sport two and all this sort of crap, you very it makes it very hard to think creatively about other cool things you'd want to do. It makes it very hard for you to go, yeah. oh, you know, like, oh, I'd, lo- I'd love to have six gyms now. You know, you don't think the longer term stuff. And it's, um, you know, when, you, when you're really in the trenches of trying to... Yeah, hu- man, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, yeah. and like the, the best thing that fucking happened for me for that stuff was getting sick and not being able to go to the gym for five days. Yeah, and nice. I was just here. I was fucking housebound. I was like, sweet. That's actually like, 
do some long-term stuff, let's do some planning, let's, like, write out some principles of one strength, like, say, a front franchisee comes on down the track and, like, yep. it was so good just to put my face off the grindstone for a little bit and actually just think long-term. Yeah, yeah, because, and it's funny that you say that, it, it actually comes down to the parts of the brain we use. So, like, I, I didn't realise as, I've been getting into neurochem a lot lately because I guess nootropics become a big thing in the supplement industry. Yeah. Heaps, man. Like, we, we said, how many, how many new nootropic products have been in the last six, 12 months? Like, I've, I went, for, like, six months ago I had zero and now I have five <laughs> so, you know, like, and the industry does this it goes in these big circles it'll get a, it'll get onto something popular well, that's like everyone then, bringing out a fucking custard now yeah see custard custard yeah. was a good one like there yeah. was like one custard and then yeah. there was, oh, really Gentech to give Nick Ward, like Nick Jones some credit there was like custard in the 90s but uh, now people are like really you know it's become a thing so now yeah. everyone offers a custard then the tropics were big and, but I wanted to, I, I really got interested in neuroscience um, around about that time and I, and I thought there was a really cool part of when we said like why you can't plan long term and why you can't think you know like as creatively or think about the future or plan for prosperity and growth and all that sort of stuff when you're in the trenches of doing stuff. It's because it's because the it's because cortisol switches off which part of your brain you use. So like which is really interesting because your survival structure in your brain is a much older creature than your forebrain. So the, the frontal brain, the cerebral cortex, is responsible for long term planning, hope, prosperity, that whole you know. I'm going to get there. This is what the future is going to look like. I'm going to plan for these amazing things. This is what's going to happen in my life later on. Like looking for the future sort of stuff. Like big higher order thinking essentially is the cerebral cortex's job in the front of the brain. But the basal part of the brain, the amygdala, is responsible for flight or fight, survival, gut instinct, intuition, that sort of that, that sort of vibe. Basically, it's your, it's your old, it's a very old architect, right? But it, we tend to default to the amygdala when stress is high. So it takes away that higher order thinking, takes away that like planning, creativity, prosperity, long long term thinking, takes that away and switches us straight back into like the survival part of the brain, which is a much older thing. Um, and, and it's where you find, and I see it with products. If I'm trying to formulate a new product that has you know something a bit more revolutionary or something someone hasn't done before, when I'm stressed, it's near impossible. Like if I'm running flat chat, I pull over at a at a Macca's with a laptop for ten minutes. I go, all right, let's try and brain dump something. You just can't. I just hit a wall, and it's because you're in that. You're just not using the right parts of your brain at that time to get a task done. Mm. So when you said you had five days to chill, switch off the background noise, let you switch back to for you know to, to more the forebrain and actually do some higher order thinking. You can, but in in day to day stuff, when you're trying to open two gyms off one and blah blah, it's a lot harder to do. It, it's um, it makes it interesting with things like meditation is become a big thing now. Yep. And you wonder why a lot of people struggle to switch off and actually engage in like just. You know, like just silence the mind a lot, and it's a lot to, it's to do with a lot with with that background. Uh, we're running quite hot in the background without noticing it because background noise. But we're actually quite often very, very much you know in, in a in a bit of a flight or fight to a degree throughout the day in different extents. Um, yeah, and, and normal people to make it relevant. If you have too much caffeine, say if someone goes a little bit overboard, has one too many coffees, or and you just feel that like borderline scattered feeling where you're just running on adrenaline, you just can't quite concentrate or settle. That's the sort of feeling that you have, but in low grade, always in the background, when you look at how much you take on doing the amount that, that everyone's doing now. Like, mm. so, so yeah, it's an interesting one you said when you had time off that you can actually start planning. That, that's, that's the actual like reason a lot of the time. Yeah, hundred percent. No, like I feel like you're fucking speaking to my soul. Then, hey, like, and like, I've read a fair bit of like Joe Dispenza stuff as well, and like how people get whether whether it be like a positive or a negative emotion, people get addicted to certain emotions. Ah, oh, right. I hadn't heard that. Was that yeah, yeah. Right? So, 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 that out. so like, if a um, say like your body gets used to feeling certain chemicals, sort of thing. Yep. And it's and like it, it's same thing. It has withdrawals without feeling certain chemicals oh, yeah, so right. 
you, you talk about like like someone might not be like they might not want to be angry all the time, but they've got a they've got a neural addiction ah. to the stimulus of anger sort of thing. Yeah, because wiring, right? It's a, it's a firing pattern. It's wiring. Hundred percent. And it's um like if if something like it, it's totally normal to get fucking angry and like give old mate like well, I don't know I think it's normal to give old mate the bird that fucking cut you off in traffic like you can get fucked <laughs> but like yeah like it's totally normal to have like these spikes of different emotions and shit like yeah, that. But yeah yeah when that emotion's present all the fucking time the body gets used to that oh, like fucking base chemical fucking thing yeah, in the bloodstream I, I remember reading something on that as well and it comes down it, like if you like big on music and stuff when you're in that kind of mindset and stuff you'll listen to like a lot more like angry music which just keeps the cycle in angry for yeah, a long time until yeah, something comes along and then you start listening to like happier sort of stuff and shit as well yeah, but, yeah. After, after, was, the, the book I read was Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself and it's probably like the best book I've ever written read in my life and it, it talked a lot about that like it's like you know you've got emotions that are present for a little while which is totally normal like the day to day life you know you'll get the shits you feel sad like, peaks and troughs yeah totally fucking normal but then like you have a sustained presence of that certain chemical in your body and the body gets used to it and then through different pathways like yeah it it like it's yeah you know, you'll, you'll do things to create fucking anger in your life sort of thing like yeah yeah, and, yeah um, it's like dopamine with people like we spoke on this one a while ago like hey, people have fast or, or slow dopamine clearance for example they're always chasing that dopamine hit so basically drug it like a drug addiction and smoking and gambling and they're chasing it they're, they're chasing like chasing a dopamine hit all the time, and and how yeah, and how much that becomes present dictates a lot of your activity behaviour, you know. Yeah, an exact same thing with the fucking sadness, fucking chemicals, with the fucking yeah, chemicals, yeah, right. with, with all that shit. It's a really unique way of looking at it. And um, like I'm sort of looking at it now, and like I'll sort of think like I I think like I've got a bit of an addiction to feeling that like go 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 go. Yep. Shit needs to be firing constantly. So like it's a, it's a fucking very disciplined thing for me to actually say like no I'm going to book in that amount of time where I fucking get the fuck away from the gym where I'm not talking shit with everyone all day yep. and spend that time at home make a fucking cup of fucking herbal tea and, chill. and actually chill and make some plans isn't it hard that that is harder it's same as like having a rest day at gym terrifies me you know, like it really does scare yeah. like a lot of people fuck man I hate it it's, it's yeah. bad isn't it Cause you, and you're so used to that um Routine, but if you look at the pace of what you fit in a day, like if you, if you actually put like wrote down what's going to happen in a day versus just do it by organic habit, fuck, you'd always you get an anxiety attack if you look at how much you get done. Like imagine if the, an average person said, "Here's your morning routine: you know, you know, get up, have greens, go do half an hour of cardio, come back, eat meal, go to gym, have post workout meal, meal prep for a day, go to work, eat five meals, do, you know, plus do the daily tasks involved, come back, maybe do like if you actually wrote that down, looked at how much we fit in a day. There's a fuck ton of background noise that no one accounts for. There's so much shit that yep. we're doing now. And then, yep. like you said, you can, like, not talking to people, right? We're all social people. We love it. But it's all, and that's very easy to, to when you have a minute quiet, instead of sitting there and being quiet, I'll text someone. Yeah, 100%. I'll call someone. I'll email someone. I'll do, like, we have an infinite connect, like, ability to connect to people now at any time, at any place. You can just ring up the phone and go, oh, I sit here, man's a bit busy. Mm, now I'll call Swanny. Cool. You know, and, 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 and boom, you got an hour talk. That was your hour of quiet time. You would have always sat still and you get back in the car, go to work. Yeah, and you're just always on. Yeah. And it's it's really interesting. I don't know if it's good or bad. I'm still I'm still reading into it, but the loops thing is really interesting when you said like they're self-perpetuating, right? And I, I really, really like realized how profoundly important that is when I was looking at... Um, when I when I wanted to make an, like an estrogen product, for example, or any hormonal product, to test one as well, for either for either guys or girls, if I'm looking at primary hormones, they all work in loops, and the, when the loop goes off track, it's it's what pushes them further and further into imbalance. So if you like, you've got all these like you've got pathways to keep things in check, 
but the same pathway can can keep it out of check. So let's, let's take the, the stress model, for example, with the, like I said, the angry music, right? So stress person, always, you know, the, let's say, uh, higher cortisol will lower, for example, thyroid activity, right? Slow metabolism. Slow metabolism generally will increase estrogen. Estro- high estrogen is associated with high cortisol. So you've got higher stress, lowers metabolism, which raises estrogen, which also raises stress. It keeps going around mm. and you keep this circle. Yeah. Now, higher cortisol manifests in stress, anxiety, low mood, depression. Straight away, then you've also got that feedback loop feeding in from, from the brain signaling down, make more cortisol. You stress all the time. So you, this loop, which was meant to regulate itself, keeps itself going. And then you're in this circle of, like you said, you get used to certain things. That's your pattern. Your pattern is everything's producing cortisol, right? And same with you know, estrogen. Certain things are meant like uh, aromatase. We've all heard of that with testosterone, for example. You have yeah. too high testosterone, your body will convert that to estrogen because it wants to balance out. Yeah. Um, particularly with guys who play with PEDs, you've got huge levels of androgens, right? And your body's going, fuck, I need to like do something with this. Um, might convert it to estrogen, for example. But let's say you're... Uh, you're the, you know, the enzymes that clear estrogen aren't as fast as the ones that convert it. All of a sudden, you have a build-up, right? So, so just, just, just for those just playing at home, so the e- e- enzymes or chemicals or whatever that convert... Testosterone test- to estrogen. To estrogen. Yep. So aromatase. Yep. They act faster than... The things that, br- that will... The con- break that break down. down estrogen down. Okay, right. So, yeah, if, you, yeah, 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 so if you've got a scenario like that, for example, which is very common with, with PEDs, right? Very, very common. Um, or in women with, say, endometriosis. That's another common example where you've got essentially your body's converting to try and balance... It's trying to, you know, pull out this test gun. Fuck, I've got heaps of androgens floating around. I need to balance this out. Our body shouldn't have 300 times the normal amount of testosterone floating around. We need to balance this. Dumps it into, te- into estrogen really fast. And you go, oh, shit. And that's where you see, like, immediate flare-ups and all that sort of stuff, right? But at the same time, your body might not be, you know, your, your body's systems aren't ma- are only made to break it down at a certain rate. So it might it usually it'll end up with a build-up. Now, higher estrogen, you've got this build-up of estrogen happening because you've got huge amounts of androgens. Convert it through estrogen. Estrogen starts building, building. Now, high estrogen binds up testosterone. If you look at SHBG, sex hormone binding globulin, when your estrogen's high, it starts binding up your testosterone to lower it as well. So that's another feedback loop. So all of a sudden, you've got this, you know, high test goes to high estrogen. That high estrogen starts binding up that free test, which makes the ratio of of free test versus estrogen again worse. And slowly but surely, you start getting more and more buildups of this estrogen that's making the androgens do less, converting the androgens to itself, and, you, and this loop keeps self-perpetuating because you keep putting in more gear. So you get people who are running stupid amounts of tests and it's doing fuck all in the body, but they're having all the side effects in the world, right? And it, and it happens in a, in a more of a natty case. With women, say, with endometriosis, they, they have massive buildups of estrogen because they're, they're converting the testosterone massively fast. Their clearance pathways are stunted, though. So it just builds up. And then high estrogen manifests all of the other stuff itself that keeps it high. So you've sort of got to break that circuit to try and actually do anything. Um it's it's yeah so yeah everything works in loops it's fucking fascinating really yeah, cool stuff me. fuck yeah so right. that's why like you bring products along like like Estro and stuff to help break out of that yeah because you need to put something in at a point I found but you need to sort of throw something in to, to assist different parts of it because your body is meant to do it itself it's just that we weren't really evolved to deal with how we currently are you know like our, like our sort of caveman physiology that we all got put in that's millions of years old versus if we look at like the era of crazy technology has only been the last 100 years sort of thing, 200 years tops. It's just like a blip on the radar if you look at how old yeah, we are. Yeah, you, know, you know, like... It comes the, down to diet and everything as well. 
Like, yeah, yeah. Our massive. digestive system's like, what, hundreds of thousands of years old. And we're throwing in like processed wheat and in fact, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like what even is a Dorito? Like, it's, what, it's, 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 it's like fluoro orange, like corn. Like, like flat pressed, hyper processed corn. Like yeah, what yeah. even is that? Like what yeah. does that resemble that you would have had to break down yeah. thousands of years ago? Like nothing. nothing. Nothing, man. Like when you said the bro diet works, because we're eating actually, like in the whole paleo or keto, whatever it is. If you look at the basis of those diets, it's usually just whole foods your body knows how to deal yeah. with. Like yeah. your body knows how to deal with, you know, with meat. Like when you say carnivore diet, big thing, yes, like it's fucking stupid going in either swing. But if you look at like, if you put someone on meat and sweet potato for every meal, they're going to feel great because everyone can digest that shit. I don't care what you are. Like all these intolerances and all these allergies that people have got now, it's a result of us not living in line with what we're made for. But Mm. basic food, like... Yeah, no, no one has a meat intolerance. Like, you know, like you don't have a protein allergy. You know, like it just doesn't happen. Like, because yeah. we're meant to do that. You yeah. know, so it's um, yeah. So when I was making products, I'm like, okay, how's the body meant to work? How's it currently working? How do we just put in a stopper at that point and just try and reset the circuits? Mm. Yeah, yeah. How, how do we sort of break that cycle and stop the feedback loops? And usually, it'll self correct, and then you've you've only got to do it for a short period, and then the site the recircuitry kicks in. Yeah, 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 then it sort of self-regulates from there on. Yeah, man. Juicy. Should we do some questions? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, we got a question we're, section. We're fucking this is crazy on time today, which is mad. This is a thrilling new section. I am definitely. Okay, first question is a just as a fucking rant one. Hey, got a question. What's your opinion on trans people in sport in all spectrums? <laughs> So I'm we've assuming got, we've got some very affluent listeners, don't we? We've got some- oh, they just fucking know how to push my buttons. To be honest, that's all it is. So- <laughs> I want you to answer. Yeah, let's have let's let's a like- section called I'm- "Let's Rile Lyle. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so I'm, ass- I'm assuming, like, we'll, we'll assume this is talking about um, mm. genetic men identifying as women and competing in women's sports. Yeah, fucking stupid. It's so fucking stupid. And what I think. Like, you see it all the time in bodybuilding federations where someone will compete in the IFPB where, like, the best of the best compete. Yeah. They go fucking dog shit and then they go and compete in some other no-name federation and all of a sudden they're a fucking yep. XYZ pro and they can put it in their Instagram bio and sell fucking Oxy Shred. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what it fucking is. And to me, like, it, it so comes true. down to the personality type that, like... Small fish, big pond. 100%. They just mm. want to be the fucking big dog. Like, and... Little Sorry, man. Syndrome. Like, if you pull a fucking test and you identify as a chick and you want to compete against, fuck off. I just fucking cannot fucking stand it. And just, like to me, it's just a, it's it's a fucked up thing in their head. It's super insecure, and they just want to be the best at something, but they don't want to do the fucking shit. They don't want to compete against the best. They just want to fucking. It's a, yeah. It's 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 true, eh? Because there is a certain scariness to going into that deep end. Like I've been pro league. Like, like when you look at and figuring the weight categories at all that we tend to sit is a fucking scary game. Like like that that yeah. terrifies the idea. When you look at like the, the class of people who are like over ninety, over hundred kilo in the IFBB pros these days and what you can compete against. Yeah. Yeah, there's twenty years of just grueling like excessive food, excessive gear, excessive training to get there, to be in that scale of you know, yeah. like of it. But alternatively, jump in jump into, you know, your lower level federations and do a do a local novice show and stuff. It's a lot less intimidating, right? Um but yeah, there there is a certain thing, I must admit, from just a purely chemistry angle, that is a thing. Like like males, we just have a massive like testosterone versus estrogen is just a different animal. Yeah. Like, we, 100%. Yeah. we grow we grow muscle mass something like seven times faster, for example. You yeah. know, like like that is just a direct competitive advantage that you can't deny from a physiology standpoint. I don't care about the moral side as much, yeah. but just from a chemistry setup, like you're just he's more jacked. <laughs> you're just set up to be far better athletes. So. I um I read 
um, maybe it was like two months ago. I was going to bring it up on the podcast, but I forgot. There's a new federation of boxing that wants to do like men versus women boxing Hate and it. shit like that. I'm pretty sure it's Russian. Yeah, it's funny though because each one this is really weird you're talking about powerlifting stuff before right so they, they did um, this really high level coach who was doing um, both Brandon Lilly and Steph Cohen at the same time so, yeah. so very high level male very high level female um, coaching and, and it was really interesting because with the way that women are geared and their muscle type sort of you know tends to be geared towards it they're usually better at endurance, but they can also usually recover from high levels of volume because there's less muscle mass overall. Totally agree. So, like you can like so it's say you know Steph could be buried in volume, disgusting, sickening program. But if you look at the amount of muscle mass on um you know your Brandon Lilies of the world and stuff like that, and you start going like, oh shit, he's got you know sixty kilos of lean dry mu- of meat to try and recover after a given squat or deadlift sesh, versus even a jack chick maybe thirty kilos at a lean body fat percentage for her. There's just more real estate to rebuild, and it was really interesting seeing there that as as they compared each one and gave him, he actually ranked it in a point system, which was really fascinating on like points towards athletic performance. It'd be like PEDs row one, and it'd be like you know plus three because you know he's gearing a lot more than she can without having yeah. massive side effects. So you're plus three versus plus one. So it might be endurance. Women naturally have higher endu- like better propensity for endurance than men. So she was like plus four. He was minus. You know he might be minus one because he's quite unfit being so big and heavy and more than his frame should be and blah blah goes through and it was actually really interesting to see someone do that like male and female and break it down like from a purely fucking physiology standpoint and go Mm. you know like how do you perform based on how your body works and yeah and the way that he trained her he he would have he would she would do one and a half two times the volume he would you know and stuff to to, because she could just recover less muscle to repair and could bounce back faster and more endurance and stuff like that so yeah we've all got our pros and cons to it but it's yeah that was the first one seen that done like in like a point system too yeah, and like yeah. specific to a sport it was really unique because I've seen this so I've seen this federation and like we um a few people checked it like to check it it wasn't just some clickbait shit to get people like me rolled up <laughs> but it was this federation in the states is being sued because they didn't let a genetic male who identifies as a female compete against a chick in the federation and it's going to court and fucking everything hey yeah wow yeah that you'll depending on how woke the world gets, I wouldn't even, like, put it past being in the Olympics in, like, the next 20 years. Oh, man. Yeah. But, but you know mm. you know what, like... Just you saying bolt with I, a weird... I hope. Just, <laughs> just, like, just, like, shit lipstick or something. Just cranking out a beautiful 9.8 second 100 and just, like, <laughs> just like fuck just, all you guys. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what, like... I, like, I like to think, I hope... Like, I, I know, like, with uh, take, take chicks to compete in the WRPF, like Chantel that squatted fucking yep. 270 kilos. Boo. I hope it's mm. like a fucking... Remember when Johnny Knoxville, like, did the ringer and he went and competed at the Special Olympics because he thought he'd smoke him? Do you remember that movie? Is, that, is it also like the South Park episode where Cartman tries to compete the Paralympics because he thinks he'll beat them all and they all smoke and him? And they smoke he's him. Just a fat kid. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, I, I hope these people that are trying to take advantage of the fucking system get fed. Like, man, fucking. You know what's. I hope they get fucking des. Like, I hope these, like, high level chicks absolutely fucking annihilate these insecure fucks. Oh, they will because you look at the power to weight ratio on some of these well, chicks. Fuck. The thing that I've thought about this before that's really going to fuck it is if brands offer sponsorships trying to be woke to trans athletes offering Bro. money up and shit like that. Like, oh, like Did you see you... the Gymshark thing the other day? Oh, the hairy thing? The hairy chicks? Yeah. yeah. Did you show me that? Yeah. 
That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> Did you say that? No. It I was like yeah. this gym. It was basically just Lyle in a fucking <laughs> crop top. Like, look, yeah. Yum. Uh, this chick had like a hairier chest than fucking ass. And it was like this new woke thing, like bodies come in like different shapes and sizes and all that sort of stuff. Like, Everyone cool. Can- if you don't want to shave your chest, like, look. If what you're a chick and you want to be hairy, cool. But like, you do you. don't put it in front of people and be like, you have to like this because yeah. no one's going to fucking like that. Yeah. And you're, I, it's you're, funny, you're other woke friends. I'm woke. No, not what? your woke. I mean, like, it's, like, a, it's a self-perpetuating thing though as well, isn't it? Like again, you say everyone to be, in an effort to, yeah, to be more accepting of it or at least not look politically incorrect, everyone goes along with it and no one wants to say anything. But then before you know it, it's all oh. well and good until you take a chick home and she's got a hairy chest and you've gone, oh, I've gone too far. And, you, and you've... <laughs> I've gone too hard. I'm yeah. too yeah, and, you, and, you, and you've just I'm waxed your work. chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> getting pegged. Just take her clothes off and I'm like, okay, I like assume the position. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's finally happened. I got yeah. too woke. <laughs> now I've got to do yeah. this. I regret where I've come to. Uh, all right, the next... Well. Question. Bit back, a bit more on path now. Yeah, yeah definitely cool. more up your alley. Yeah, yeah, no, that went, um, that went down different. Okay, so do I need to take supplements if my diet is helping me reach my daily intake five out of seven days a week? So I'm assuming the two days a week he's not hitting his diet intake? Yeah, so we'll just say that most of the time if you're hitting... We'll just, yeah, we'll just call that most of the time. So if we just say most of the time you're hitting... Yeah. Your your dietary needs. This is um, in regards to muscle mass. In so, regards to muscle. So obviously eating enough calories is probably yeah, assuming. So why should I take supplements is also the follow-up question to that. Yeah, cool. I, I guess that, that probably feeds back into the bigger picture stuff, like the upstream stuff. The pathways that control muscle growth, things like mTOR is a really big one, muscle yep. protein synthesis. They're all things that we can manipulate with subs to help drive a certain goal. So I guess the... Yes, if you're eating adequate calories to, to support the growth, that's cool. Um, but where SUPs come in, I suppose, in that model, you wouldn't really look so much at the mass gainers or protein powders as no. much because we're just going to assume that food's good enough. Yep. So I guess the, how else would it help then? You look at things that can help to drive muscle protein synthesis, things that will help to, say, lower cortisol to support more muscle growth because yep. like stress is very catabolic, for example. So I guess to answer the question, like they still play a role in giving you the hormonal environment to grow muscle optimally. Yep. So you can still definitely enhance your results massively if you look at things like if you throw a young guy with, you know, and put in, you know, things like, you know, throw in some aminos, throw in a test booster, throw in some creatine. Yep. Like these things uh, have got data showing they help. Like higher androgens, 100%. That helps everyone. You know, having, um, throwing amino acids, so you're stimulating mTOR, that's a that's a very anabolic pathway. That's cool. So there, there are definitely supplements that you'd help it, it, it's you know it's just you tailor it to what you're doing alternatively if someone walks into a store and he's a 70 kilo dude trying to put on mass and he's you know currently you know eating what mum makes i can guarantee he's not eating enough calories right yeah. then you throw in the subs the more like food ones like your mass gainers and stuff that are all calories and um yeah you go that road but for that particular um listener who's asking around the sub side if i'm already eating properly then you go the other way and you go what are the extra five and ten percent things i can do to drive yeah, the muscle growth it, pathway in your body. It depends on how happy he is with his gains and stuff that he's making. If he's, you know, more than happy five days a week, he's hitting his protein intake and all that sort of stuff and he's getting the gains that he wants, like, yep. you know, a young, you. young dude doesn't need to go spend, like, an extra sixty nine ninety five on an intra workout or stuff like that yep. to help with that. But if he's hitting his diet, he's getting gains, but he wants... You know, more gains, more gains. <laughs> like you know, you're gonna chuck in creatine and you're gonna chuck in things that are gonna yeah make just a big difference. That sort of stuff. 
Is it creatine? Isn't like the the most like staple staple, staple thing. Hey, like Everyone this is the most standard thing out. Is this is the most so known. It's so stuff. funny too being in store because I'll have like. They treat it like year two, don't oh they? Oh my Fuck. god! I, I heard it. Like, I saw it last night. Yeah. Tastes and you'd be like, "What man? There's creatine in this pre?" Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Like he's like, "Oh, like, like a bit naughty." <laughs> so that's like, cool. be like, "Should I take creatine?" Like, I think I'm ready for creatine. Nah, man, you okay. can't hashtag natty anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah. gone. I'm it's, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got in there, man. You crossed the dark side. There's there's too, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't tell. I can't tell how many of natty anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it was so good. I actually saw it in the bin last night. I was like, "This is." I was so proud. There was a, like a bottle of test booster in the bin as well, like a natty test booster in the bin last night. Like, it was, I think it was a bottle of DTF, yeah. which yeah. in itself raises questions just <laughs> the evening. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Fuck yeah, that is the most like just gym bro thing I've ever seen." Like, yeah. you know, like in a dungeon gym with a fucking test booster thrown in the bin. Like, I'm like, that is bad. <laughs> it was so good. And I'm looking, you're looking past the gym bags. There's yeah. bags like bottles of creatine in there. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is like yeah. natty gains one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look. The body like DTF down for training. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. Like down for functional movements. <laughs> Easier for calisthenics. That's one hundred percent. Yeah. So down to that guy who was less about transgenders. Yeah, you can. You can. It just. But like you said, if you if you're cool with it and sweet, yeah, like food, food is the big part. I'm trying to look more into that. I, I, I cross bars with a guy recently who's like that's his whole thing is getting he, like if you look at his his whole approach to everything. It literally isn't any subs. Like the most thing, it's literally one scoop protein powder a day for your post workout. Yeah, and then literally every other part of it is food. Like and there's no subs in it at all. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I hate people who come into store to tell me they don't take subs. <laughs> nah, more natty, bro. Cool, man. You don't walk into a car saying I don't buy cars. Yeah, <laughs> I don't drive, man. Have a good day. Like walk into like, the walk into one street, be like, yeah, fuck this noise. Like I walk. <laughs> 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 like, did he need to um, be told? Or he, yes. Yeah, they I, have to tell us. I'm not sure if he's like if he's touched on this like while I was out of the room, but like in in the hierarchy of things that are going to help this kid, number one is going to be sorting the diet out for those other two days. Oh, oh absolutely! absolutely. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, that too. That like, was in, a, in the hierarchy, yeah. like that. That, that in general, like yes, will will subs help this dude hit anything five out of seven days? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I really yep. do. Um, but like in the hierarchy of shit, that's going to make a big difference. Those two days, number two one, days? it's going to be because like and like I always used to say this to people is like, say for example, you need to eat. You're you're at a stage where you need to eat three thousand calories to gain weight. Yep, and then say for example. You're eating three thousand calories Monday to Friday, yeah, and then you're only eating fifteen hundred on the weekend because you sleep in, jack off, and then don't really do much and have dinner yep. for lunch, and, then and that's burning calories in itself. It's yeah. burning a little bit of calories, <laughs> but like, like that that's that is enough. Like, say, so you're going to drop. So that's a three. That's so a, you're three thousand short. Yeah, that's for the a week, whole, whole day gone. You, you, you're, yeah, you're not you're not going to make the gains that you want to make. And inversely, that way around when you're in a deficit. Or Monday to Friday, then you jump on the weekend, then you go loose, have you know a free eating Saturday, and you put in two, three thousand cal, and you, you know like all of a sudden you've reversed almost a whole week's deficit. One hundred percent. And you hear that all the time. Oh, I track, I track my diet, eat, eat clean. Or, you know, Monday to Friday, do all these things that I can't lose weight and stuff. And you look at the weekend, and it's like, well, you've got you know three thousand cows worth of shit extra on top of your normal e- e- exactly diet on the right. weekends, yeah, and yeah, it yeah, just yeah. reverses the deficit out. It's where cheat meals got really like um, busted up. Actually, I think like. That was a big thing uh, for a while there in, in preps, in particular when people would diet and do cheat meals. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, mad like you you diet yourself, like you starve yourself Monday to Saturday and Sunday have a big cheat day or cheat meal yeah. or whatever." But they'd go. It got so um, overdone by the end of it that they'd be like, "Well, in that one given cheat meal, they'd be putting down 
to you know like going for a pizza and a burger say it's like you know three thousand calories and you you're only in a half you know you're only in a five hundred calorie deficit a day so you're only going to lose half kilo a week you've eaten that in one in one cheat 100%. meal and you know it's just completely and then you feel shit from eating bad food and you're used to good food and. Uh, yeah, but that's yeah. exactly right. That is exactly right. Those, like, and the mad, I forgot who did the post. I want to credit him. It was a really clever one as well. Is I used to be the same way where you'd sort of be like, oh yeah, I'm, re- I'm quite strict throughout the week, so I can have a, I can let my hair down the weekend just do fifty macros sort of thing. But you're right when you look at it, it, two days out of seven, it's still nearly a third of the year. Like it's like 104 days out of 365 that you that your diet's not on point. Like. You think of the weekends, oh, it's just two days, nothing. But really, it, 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 it's two out of seven. Like, it's nearly 30% of your year. One of the biggest yeah. make or break things you can do. Because like, I, re- I remember, like, when I was working as an apprentice, like, it was n- not easy because I was always, like, I, I fucking hate the term, but hard gainer, like, which just yeah. means I had to fucking, I had to eat a lot of food. Yeah. I had to eat a lot of food to put weight on. And through the week, like, my week was really structured. Like, I'd wake up before work, I'd have breakfast, we'd have smoke out at 9.30, we'd have lunch at fucking 2. Yeah, it was a perfect day. I'd, I'd have, it was fucking so good. Yeah, yeah, very eight, eight hour day. How can you not put on fucking muscle? Yeah, yeah you just eat and, all day. And then you, like, you go home, you have a feed, you go train, when you get home. Like, it was fucking, it was yep. so good. And then on the weekends, like, because there's no structure to the weekend, oh, like, you yeah. fucking sleep in, you have a meal you sort of fucking dick around a little bit. You're a bit over full from the week. You've just tried to fucking force feed. And yeah. you just, like, I found myself just doing circle work with that sort of thing. Cause, and it was just, it's fucking hard. It's hard to, like, force yourself to eat like yeah. you do through the week on weekends. When you don't have that set structure. I struggle too. Like, like it, it, and it puts you off, it can put you off the, the rails a bit when you, if you're following a structured plan as well. Yeah. So well, though. And then you have two days of just free fall and it sort of mind fucks you a bit. So then, Monday comes back in and you're actually looking forward to Monday going, oh, so we want to get back on plan. Cause yeah. yeah. But you can, un- yeah, it is. It- I, I, I think I think one of the biggest things that you can do, like say, say if, you, if you're kicking goals Monday to Friday, one of the best things you can do is try and work out how you can bring structure to your weekend. Yeah. Like, and whether yeah, that, that is good, eh? Whether that be like putting, putting shit on or fucking eating like a fat shit. Like yeah. that's one of the best things you can do is like add structure to your weekend. Like set an alarm, go for a walk, get some food in. And, and you feel fucking mad. Like you feel yeah. so good doing that on a weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is a big part of it because you're you're right. You got to tidy up the ex- that thirty percent you're missing to actually get anywhere yeah. at any point. Well, and, and, and that's it. Like, like we 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 don't know how like like things kind of grey a little bit because he's like I'm ticking my boxes Monday to Friday. Like we yeah. don't know if he's ticking his boxes eighty percent on the weekend, but like yeah, the odds are like on weekends you can good place to start though. Eh? Yeah, I, that, the, that, that would be the thing week. I would try and do. Like if I was to have like a, a solid recommendation, there would be to. And like I know, I know the question was framed around subs, and like the answer is yes. Well, yep. subs will help, yes. Yeah, but like no, you're right. In, in the hierarchy, like yep. s- sorting out those two days would be probably the best thing you could do. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. You're right, eh? You do see see things change so much faster when you tri- do the weekend, like one hundred. When you meal prep your weekend hey, too, because you meal prep Monday to Friday and go fuck them. You know, two hours of cooking cut, you're all get a Saturday, and you just eat freely or try and cook it as you go. But no one wants to cook five times throughout the day to make five separate meals. No. So you just sort of do it if it fits your macros, or whatever. And you're right, you feel so much better when you just prep through the seven days and yeah. just. Yeah, no, hundred percent, man. That's that's actually that's a better answer to that question. Do that and then report back, and we'll help with subs. Yep, Matt, hundred percent. Where are we at now? I think we're. That's a pretty good I pod. Think we've hit our, um, yeah, I think we've hit our. Yeah, max. There's, not, there's, not, there's nothing crazy. Oh, what? Fu- there's nothing crazy I want to fucking rant about. Oh, so wow. eleven. We can, we can probably plug it there. I'm not. I'm not too angry about shit this week. So. No, I'm pretty sad this week. Yeah, well, isn't too roll. That's pretty good. Pretty chill. Yeah, pretty yeah. chill. Nice. Wonderful guys. We just accidentally did like a two-hour body. How how good? Juicy, man. Wow. Awesome. Cool. 
wrap sick. it up. Well, thank you very much. It was yeah, like an absolute down. pleasure having you out. Yeah, doing the stage testing last night at the gym. That was sick. Yeah, yeah, that was that was good fun, man. I love I love that environment. It's so different, man. Like as I said before, but any time fitness guy because I have to be with traveling all over. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Such a different game. Fucking Christ, is a different vibe. I went. I had to go in this morning to get some cardio done, so I just jumped in and. To visit the local. I actually hadn't been to the Anytime at Orange because in the last two years all I've done is bounce between YouTube <laughs> yeah, stores. Yeah. I realised I hadn't seen anything at Orange because all I do is go between your store and your gym and they're one block apart. So I'm like, <laughs> I haven't seen anything but Anson Street. Like, I don't even yeah. know what this place is. Yeah. And I thought, fuck, I didn't even know there was an Anytime here. I thought, oh, I'll go give it a go. And it was such a different vibe. Last night, Puma scoring 300 for triples the whole gym. It seemed like every single dude was out was there like, very seriously into lifting last night there. Racks, blacked out walls. It was mad. Then I go in this morning to the very polished commercial you know 24 hour gym and I was like how are you like how how are you ever meant to hit like how are you meant to strive to really crush it when you when this is the environment you're in like when when do you really and again it goes oh. back to what, you know what's the goal you know what I mean and like yeah yeah fair point fair point we, you know we, I did a bit of like a, a bit of tongue in cheek but it was a bit of post like the other week about how like you know one of the best things you can do in business is surround yourself with and talk shit with people in business you know yeah, what I mean? like if if you want to be financially successful, don't listen to people that are fucking broke. Like yeah. it's very conducive, all that sort of isn't stuff. It? And if you want to be strong, like you should train where the strong are. Is is what I think. Yeah, you have to, don't you? Because it's just a different vibe. It's just a different like energy with being surrounded by people who are all trying. Because there's like you get that one dude in every gym that'll do it like normally. And anytime you go, there might be one guy, like one pretty decent dude that's you know really having a crack. Or yeah, there's that person you might gravitate towards over time and talk towards, but. Yeah, it, it does change. Same same business, hundred percent. Like you just gravitate towards it. Like people who are trying to do something, you just you just find when you gravitate towards it, and now you come in your circle. Then that's it. Just perpetuates it more. Hey, it just pushes it more in in that yeah. direction. Oh, hundred percent. Like yeah, you know, absolutely. like fuck. I know there's days I'm feeling flat, and I'm going to talk shit with you for half an hour, and I'm yeah. pumped yeah. up after. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's a bit of a top up, sure. top up on energy. Hey, it's like energy exchange. It's like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, definitely. Pretty much. Definitely. Yeah. That, like I was saying yesterday, we came in, we were like trying <laughs> to compete <laughs> who had the least amount of money. I was like, bro, fuck, I've really splashed out on second engine gear this last month. Like, <laughs> yeah. This one is like, man, you have no idea how much stock I just ordered. And, like, <laughs> we're looking at our phones and just like looking at our net bank going, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what a damning app, hey. Yeah, yeah. that little notification, your balance is below 500. That, yeah. That, that, yeah, that man. shit was like an that alarm that went off so often. It was like, ding, ding, ding. You're like, what the fuck? They just give me some coin. Like we, when we met, I remember this exact line a year ago when we were saying, like, remember, you know, there's going to be that day one day where we'll sit back and there will be that. You'll look there and there'll be money in it. And you're like, oh, I'm comfy. But it feels insurmountably far away because you're constantly, to, to get any, to grow the rate that we all want to grow. Well, yeah. You've got to, you've got to. Like, the funny thing is, if we, like, just stopped for a fucking week and just let the bank build up and not spend everything that came in oh, no like way. out of that we'd probably be like oh, I wouldn't have anxiety and be no. like, <laughs> 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 I'd see sleep and like, yeah, yeah. Be, yeah, <laughs> yeah I know but it'd be so boring wouldn't it like just going oh let's just chill here I, I got yeah. asked this by a business coach the other day who was like a someone I put on my podcast and, and she, she, she's like the, the the conversation was like oh so what, what you know what do you want to do with you know with Primer why, why did you start it what, what do you want it to look like at the end I'm like I don't fucking know I just want to blow it up like this yeah. thing yeah this this is just something that I, I didn't think it ever get this far I want to see what what it looks like yeah. again, you know another few years again but they and they're like oh don't you want to make it so you can delegate and put people in place and step back and so you can you know work less days a week or whatever and I was like. Well, I honestly don't. This is what I like to do. I look forward to Mondays. The weekends yeah. are boring. Yeah, like, like, this yeah. is the, this is yeah. the cool shit. Like we're, yeah. what we're doing right now. Like this 100%, is our job. One fucking hundred percent, man. Like, like, like I remember when I was working like a jobs of Sparky as well, and like in a in a place that sort of 
like a few old times that have sort of lost motivation work there sort of thing and they're all sort of like just hanging out for a time and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to retire. I'm like, what, what does retiring mean to you? Like, they're like, oh, you just do what you want. I was like... Yeah, well, that's what I'm doing. I do it all anyway. Like, does that mean I'm retired now? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yes, 100%, man. I, I see it like so plainly written on people. They wait so many years to enjoy themselves and you're just like, mate, just build it into your day. Like, just build it into what you're doing. It, yeah. it, it stings. So it, it, it's gross though because most, most of my friends are in a lot better position than I am in their personal lives currently that I went to school with, say, because they chose the Steady Eddie Road, progressed through the jobs they were doing. That humdrum nine to five still promoted them and blah, blah. Yeah. And they've been on a you know good steady income. They've you know, built, you know bought houses. They're all comfy. Blah, blah. But you look at it on their face and you, just, you can just, yeah, it's, it's a different Well, vibe. they're trapped into that as well too. Like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. You had a job mm. that just pays you enough just to be comfortable. Yeah. Just to be comfortable. And then, like, yeah, like, I've got mates that are, like, my age now, and they're, like, buying houses, and... Yeah. I don't know. It's just, like... I don't know, like... I keep putting... Maybe it's, like, an addiction. Like, I, I like the fucking excitement, the volatility of it, and... Yeah. It could be, it could be that cool. loop. It, it is, isn't it? It keeps you a little bit... There's something fun about it being a little bit unsettled. It's the same... Yeah. You're right, because if we did that, we'd have to actually, you know, settle for a while and probably commit to a, to the house being sorted, but... No, I really do. I really do like the the angle of just, yeah, like you said, retirements. Just live it. It's fucking yeah, mad. Just or, get into it. Like, yeah. just do what you want to do. Fuck. But you know like, what I, mean? but I, I do remember the the, the line though. We said before, like, thank fuck that not everyone does this though, because you'd have like four thousand gyms in Orange. <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's not enough room at the top of the mountain. <laughs> there isn't, unfortunately. Uh, but. Yeah, like one one of my favorite like, like I'm sort of dragging this out now, but like like one of my like favorite quotes I heard was dude um Dean Graziosi, mm. and he's like he's like a oh, not quite a Robbins, but he's sort of like a Tony Robbins sort of dude. Like they're, they're good mates, and he's like made it ridiculously big for in real estate, and he was like a fucking shit shoveler from way back. Like had no money when he was growing up, and one of his things that he said was like he's like man like regardless of how you live your life, like, you're going to have problems. And, like, like you look, you look at fucking houses, man. They're always fucking screaming and carrying on. Like, they've got problems. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't yeah. matter what level you're at. And Dean Grazias was like, man, you might as well just, like, get better problems. Like, if you just accept the fact that you're going to have fucking problems and you're going to have fucking stress... Get bigger problems. You might as well make it something worth fucking stressing about. Like... Yeah, which we've all done a great job at. It's sort of like, you know, like when, when you have, like big problems that you've got to like deal with and conquer like it like the little insignificant shit sort of like fades away a little bit oh it does and you stop you stop sweating the smaller stuff as much hey picking it like in your personal life when you trans when you look back and, and you know you just you just have less um less time for drama or just you just give less fucks because it's just so, so much smaller scale than what 100%. you're dealing with at work you know 100%. you go and you're like oh yeah i've got to deal with this i get this hundred grand po to sort out you're like oh i wonder how i'll pay for that in the next three weeks out of cash flow <laughs> yeah you know, then you go home and you're like oh you don't clean up enough you're like Oh yeah, cool. I can sort that. That's, that's really not a big deal. I can I can clean, but I can't pay hundred k. Um, so I can so let's let's stress less about that. And it's yeah, it's, it puts it all in perspective, doesn't it? About what's about what's worth stressing over. Does. But yeah, chance. Wow, I didn't Jeez. think we two let's hours. Wrap it up. Sure. No, like we're fucking barely taking a breath. That was good. Yeah, go sick. I had a good time. Mad, fuck yeah, mad. Till the right. next chapter, then. Jesse Alpin, you cannot send us dick pics. We'll get the pot out. Yeah. Please. Please, 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 please stop. Please stop sending it. <laughs> it's, getting, it's weird, man. It's getting a Snapchat request from him that I haven't accepted. Cut <laughs> it out. I'm starting to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Bye. See you guys.